0: the faster that I can be vulnerable and honest about who I am, the faster I attract all the right people into my life and repel all the wrong people out of my life.
1: Welcome to Darken the Page, a podcast for lovers of writing and the creative process. And now, here's your host, Dave Buddha. Hello and welcome back to Darken the Page. Today's episode is going to be a little different. And first of all, I want to apologize for the audio quality of this intro. This is going to be the way it is for the next, like, five to ten episodes because I'm traveling through, uh, through Thailand, and uh, I left my very heavy uh, USB Yeti microphone back in my luggage, which I shipped back to the U.S. Okay, so today's episode is with Jeff Woods. And Jeff is not the typical Darken the Page guest. But I'll tell you why I brought him on, Um, because Jeff is great at one thing. Well, he's probably great at a lot of things, but he's really great at uh, helping people find a mentor. And we spend the whole podcast talking about that. And what I actually do is I go through the process myself, and he helps me find a mentor, and it was really helpful for me. And it's something that's actually just still benefiting me today. I just sent an email out to someone today looking for some help and some advice, and that all came from the wisdom that I got from Jeff. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, it also is a little different because it's not as artsy. Uh, I would say some of, the, some of the shows that we do here at Dark on the Page really like to explore the writing process. And this is really, the purpose of this is to really help you, the writer, uh, explore an area that you may not have explored to that extent, which is finding a mentor and having someone that can guide you uh, professionally. So it was really helpful to me, and I think it'll be helpful to you too. Visit darkenthepage.com slash 027 for the show notes, email me with any feedback, darkenthepage at gmail.com is where you can find me and enjoy the episode. I'm here today with my new friend, Jeff Woods. Jeff is a fellow podcaster, which is always a pleasure to interview fellow podcasters. And he's also, um, he's also someone who's fantastic at helping people find their ideal mentor. And so thanks for taking the time to join me today, Jeff. It's a really pleasure to have you. Thanks, Dave. Glad to be here. Yeah. So tell me just a little about um, how you like, how did you become this guy who helps people get mentors? Was that something you'd wanted to do since you were a little kid or how did this all all come about? No, Uh,
0: when I, when I was a a young boy, I wanted to be magic Mike. Uh, actually just kidding, but um... (laughs) you can see in the future. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I always had this ability, you know, it was, it was good. Um, no, my I am in this journey from employee to entrepreneur, and my day job is medical device sales, which is a job that I love. I'm super passionate about it. I'm actually wearing a pair of scrubs right now, and I was running through hospitals all day today. Nice, uh, but but um, at the end of 2013, something happened where one of my colleagues, 35 years old, had a stroke, and I'm sitting here at the time. I'm 27 or 28, and I'm realizing, holy crap, I've got a wife, a baby, a mortgage, and everything could be over just like that. Mm -hmm. And the universe has a really interesting way of working because the very next week my company made a change to my commission structure, and overnight I found out I was going to make 40% less. So I, I had this real fire ignited inside of me to take stock of my life and what my true passions were and to start building some passive income on the side. And I heard the Jim Rohn quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I started looking who those five people were, and they're all still dear friends in my life, but when it came to building a business and exploring my passions and achieving financial freedom through passive income, I realized I needed to start seeking counsel from people who already had those things. Mm -hmm. And so I set out on this journey, and you know, fast forward, I have some pretty... Inspirational mentors in my life. Some have, um, are a little more well known and I, I feel very fortunate to have them in my life. But I all of a sudden realized I had amazing, heavy hitting people in my life. Yeah. And, I just realized I have to pay this forward. I have to show other people how to do this. And that's why I launched my podcast, The Mentee, to document this journey, press record on the conversations with the mentors that most people, unfortunately, don't get the chance to interact with, Mm -hmm. and expose them and see if their path can be accelerated as well. So I really stumbled into this, but it's been incredibly
1: rewarding. I I like that, too, because you're saying... You know that Jim Rohn quote, unquote, the you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with." It's, it's not that you have to like, you know, wake up and eat breakfast with these guys every day, but having them in your life where you can talk to them maybe once a week or just once every other week, you know, that that really makes a significant difference.
0: Absolutely, and you know, to to, to speak to your audience directly, I have some friends who are creatives, and I know at times they've shared um, it can be lonely. And I've had the pleasure of, through networking, and I actually attended a, a conference called the Reimagined Conference. One of my friends, his name is Noah Elias. He runs it. He's a, an artist with Disney and has been very successful in terms of not only developing amazing, amazing art, but being able to sell that art and maintain his integrity and do very well financially. And um he teaches a lot of other creatives this and I'm in this room with all these creatives and to see them be able to go to each other and to network and to seek counsel from those who are in their space, uh, it's just invaluable, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't care what industry you're in, whether you're like me in sales or whether you're a creative, a mentor is pivotal.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious and, and I'm just like you use yourself for the test subject. Um, yeah. I'd like to, so let's talk about me. So I'm a writer. Um, I've, a couple of things that I've been getting into lately. So I've been writing a few books. They're going to be short books. I'm going to publish them probably on Amazon and then maybe do some uh, paperback stuff. Uh, I'm really excited about um, the followership on my blog. So I've had a blog for five or six years, but only started to really take it seriously maybe in the last like two or three months after having some decent traffic and so now I'm writing every week on that and trying to build that to make a nice home for myself. Um, and I I could totally use a mentor. So how do I how do I frame this or what, what are some you know, what are some things you've learned?
0: Sure, sure. And um, I realized it came down. To five steps. And it's not like I sat down one day and said, I'm going to find a mentor. And what are the five steps? It wasn't that. Um, I really stumbled into this. And luckily, I have a really strong sales background that carried me through this. But as I look back on the past year and analyze what really worked well, I realized it was five steps specific steps, which is what I'm going to share with you guys. And um, you can take notes if you'd like. I also already have this in PDF form that I'll, I'll get to you guys at the end of the episode. Uh, so you can just focus on listening if, if that's what you choose. But nice. step, step one is really to identify what you want, just to get clarity. What is it that you want? So, Dave, if it's okay that we use you as an example. Yeah, please You know, you you say you want a mentor. Uh, A mentor can serve you best in an area of their expertise. So what specifically are you working on right now that you need help with, that you think a mentor could help?
1: I think the most useful thing for me at this point would actually be someone who is a successful blogger.
0: Okay. And how do you define successful blogger?
1: Um... Someone who has an audience, uh, well, let's say, how do, how big, I mean, someone who writes consistently, probably at least like once every other week, once a week has been, um, serving their audience of not doesn't have to be huge, but I, I guess has a, uh, some experience with people. Um, I'm not being very descriptive here. Um, I guess someone who who understands how to balance the the art of writing and then the monetization piece in a way that is just feels really good. I feel like that's one of the things a mentor could help with is the monetization of a blog or like the game planning but not in a way that that takes me away from what I love to do
0: perfect perfect that's that's really helpful um, so what I hear you say is that you are looking. For a mentor who is a successful blogger, meaning that they have found a way to create a blog that gets a lot of traffic, uh, that he's he or she has been able to monetize, but at the same time is staying true to their message and their craft. Yes, perfect. So yeah. for the listeners and even even here that you know Dave had to work through it a little bit to get what it is with clarity, and I had to dig a little deeper with him. Um, so hopefully you guys can use this for your own exercise and dig a little deeper there. So now we have clarity on what it is that Dave wants. That's step one. Step two, you talk about it consistently. And what I mean by that is 80% of everything that you need in life is already within your circle of influence. Mm -hmm. If you've ever heard of the concept of six degrees of separation, meaning that you can be connected to almost anybody in the world through just six connections, that's very powerful. So by just tapping into your existing network, whether it be you're on the phone with your mom or you're on the phone with your best friend or you're talking to a colleague or you're talking to a a fellow writer or painter to simply just talk about what you're looking for. And how that would be is, you know, if Dave and I were to start talking and he said, hey, Jeff, what's up? The way I used to answer that question was not much. How many of you answer that question like that these days? Uh, It's probably most of you. And I realized that was a missed opportunity. This is your opportunity to talk about what it is that you're looking for, where you need help. So what Dave could say when when I say, hey, Dave, what's up? He could say, you know, a lot lately I've really been inspired to focus on my blog and I'm looking to surround myself with successful bloggers who have found a way to monetize uh, their their blog while staying true to their message Mm -hmm. and zip his mouth one of four things will happen. Number one, the person you're talking to is that successful blogger. Mm -hmm. Boom, done. Number two, they are not the successful blogger, but they know a successful blogger and they would consider making a connection. Mm-hmm. Three, they are not the person, they don't know anyone, but you, what you've done is you've planted a seed. And as they continue to go through their days, if they do come across someone, that seed has been planted and they would then consider making that connection. Or, or the fourth thing is they do absolutely nothing, which, what did you lose, Dave?
1: Right, nothing.
0: Nothing. So, and, and I wanna show the power of this already because step one and two, if you can just do this, you will see results. I promise you that and I'm going to I'm going to deliver right results right now. I had no idea that that's what Dave was looking for and I have the exact person that you're looking for. His name's Joel Brown. He runs Addicted to Success. His website's gotten 53 million hits and I just interviewed him and he is so honed in on making sure that it is quality over quantity and he is always on message, always with integrity and has found a way to monetize it at the same time and I'd be happy to connect you.
1: Nice, man. Hooray!
0: Boom! (laughs) This is uh, proof in action, you guys. Uh, Talk about what you want. We as humans have an innate desire to help others, partially because it makes people like us, and we always want to be liked. So I feel good by helping Dave and make that connection. And Dave, I mean, how do you feel about me at this moment?
1: You're great, man. Best guest I've ever had. See, there you go. Um,
0: you know, I I have provided value. Your connections, your Rolodex is value. And if you can become a super connector, which is how I like to think of myself now, you are suddenly a person of major, major value. Um, so let's review. So far, step one, identify what you want. Step two, you talk about it consistently. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm the type of guy where I don't just want results. I want to take... A can of gasoline. I want to pour it all over my results, and I want to light them on fire and really accelerate my progress. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you know, you have to get out of your house. You have to get off your assets, and you have to go hang out in areas where these people may hang out. And and what that meant for me was simply going on Google. And at the time, uh, to back into my story, I wanted to build passive income. I wanted to get into real estate investing, and so I just googled real estate networking groups in Orange County. Mm -hmm. and saw what came my way. You know, Dave, where's home for you? Bali, right? Right now I'm in Bali. uh, Eventually,
1: uh, San Diego is more of my hub and home, I'd say.
0: Perfect. So you could simply type uh, blogger networking groups in San Diego. See what comes back to you. Uh, There's another website, meetup.com, that's a really powerful resource, and it allows you to look up meetup groups in your area by specific topic. And that Mm -hmm. was really what started it all for me. Um, Also, you have social media. Like I said, people have an innate desire to help. So if you post to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, what you're looking for, like, hey, need your help. I'm looking to meet some successful bloggers. Do you know anyone? Yeah. I did this before I launched my podcast. I shared it with one guy. The very first time I ever shared it, mm-hmm. the guy said, yeah, I can connect you with somebody. And I ended up on the phone with this guy and I recorded the conversation. Turned out it was Pat Flynn.
1: Oh, nice. He's in San Diego, too. Yeah. He
0: is. Um so all of a sudden, I have an hour-long mentor session with Pat Flynn on how to launch a podcast without ever knowing who he was, simply because I just started asking for to network with successful podcasters. Nice. Um, so throw it out on Facebook, LinkedIn, see see what comes back your way. Um, then we get to step four, which this is really the secret sauce of being more interested than interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat that again. You have to be more interested than interesting. And this applies when you are face to face in the situation with these with these other people. You have to be more interested in that person in front of you than you have to be trying to get them to think you're interesting. Does that make sense, Dave? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Totally. And,
0: and this is, I find that a lot of people, um, especially creatives at, at times, don't identify themselves as extroverts. You know, they 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 may think that they're not the social butterflies, um, or that they can't be great networkers. But I'm here to tell you, I, I think you've got it backwards. As creatives, you guys are intellectually very sharp, and and just this your emotional intelligence is is heightened, and this plays really well in networking. And I'll and I'll. Lay it out for you two ways. You've got the bad networkers, and you've got the master networkers. A bad networker is the type of person where they dominate the conversation. They're trying to impress you with their story, what they do, their accolades. They're judging you to see what you can do to help them, and in the meantime, they're looking over your shoulder to see who else is in the room to yeah. see if there's somebody more important that they're not talking to. Yeah. Have
1: you ever have you ever met someone like that, Dave? For sure. And then you know you get the 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 making it rain with the business cards you know afterwards and yeah
0: yeah some of the best networkers i know don't even carry business cards by the way oh totally i
1: I never do that
0: right because if you really want to connect with somebody you'll whip out your freaking phone and you'll take their number down and you'll you'll connect with intention um so that's and frankly just i'm an open book that was me for a very long time until recently Uh um when i was in a room my wife called me out on one time she was like dude you look like you just did a bunch of drugs and you're you look you're like you're hunting prey you need to take a <laughs> deep breath and calm down uh, and she was right she was absolutely right yeah. and and i finally by surrounding myself with the right mentors and seeing this modeled have developed the skills of what i call the master networkers and when you meet one of them you don't know why but you just like them yeah they're gen- they're, they're genuinely interested in you they're asking you about your business, your craft, your art, your interests. And, and here's the real big one. And this, is, this just separates the cream of the crop. They ask what they could do to help you. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, I, I, it makes you feel amazing. Um, So that's what I talk about, being more interested in finding out what that person needs and being of value to them than trying to get them to think that you are interesting. As you go about your day and you start to interact with other, let's use the example of the, the blogger, you start interacting with other bloggers and if you approach with the intention of just making a connection with that person of trying to find out the one thing that they need mm-hmm. and position yourself as a person who can a give it to them or B will scout for them. And if you can come across somebody, make a connection, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. You will form amazing, amazing relationships and you will attract the right people in your life guaranteed.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Does that make sense so far?
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what comes up when I hear a couple things. things. Um, you know, one of the things that that I'm resistant to in in being a mentee, for, I don't have this resistance if people want me to help them, but um, you know, is this kind of? I feel like I have to come from this kind of needy place as a as a mentee. You know, I have to sort of like I'm not really offering value to them. I'm just sort of like, I I I. It's like I'm a a poor uh, homeless english kid you know wanting some some bread like please sir like could you spare some time for me like i don't know you know and and it's just please (laughs) sir (laughs) (laughs) some tuppins for 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 the poor um you know because i like i hear what you're what you're saying about you know be interested in them and 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 maybe that i guess to me it's like well how do i do that without it seeming like disingenuous where i'm really there to have them help me but you know, and I don't want to waste their time. These are the thoughts that go through my head. Um, can you speak to that a little bit?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and frankly, I went through those exact same limiting beliefs, which is exactly what those are. Those are limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. and um, there is a reason that when you survey the people who are at the top of their game, whether you however you define that, they've had mentors. And as a part of being mentored, every mentor, every good mentor will tell you when you say what can you do for them, they will say at some point in your life, I want you to reach back and I want you to grab somebody who's a few steps behind you and pull them forward. Mm -hmm. I interviewed, um, his name's Jeff Hoffman. He was on the founding team of Mm Priceline.com and I released my episode with him last week and he said, entrepreneurship is a privilege, to be an entrepreneur is a privilege. And as an entrepreneur, mentorship is to- tightly tied into this, it is an obligation to reach back and grab somebody for who is a few steps behind you and pull them forward. Mm-hmm. It is an obligation. Every person who is successful in their own right wants to pay it forward at some point. They want to leave a legacy. So when you're challenged by how are you gonna add value to them, your success is the reward. Mm-hmm. Seeing you advance is the reward, and I've asked time and time again from these people who I interview and, and my mentors, why are you? Why are you talking to me? Nice. You know, I I, I asked it of Jeff Hoffman literally before you and I were, were here. I was sitting down with this guy, Gene. Uh, this guy, Gene, he used to be the VP of Sales for Tony Robbins. He's done incredibly well in his life, and I said, "Why are you here? Nice. Why are you in front of me?" And he said, "Because you had the balls to approach me." you had the balls to come up and you had the balls to ask me for help mm-hmm. and I could see that you have that spark in you that I had and I want to help you yeah, yeah. it's um and, and and I'll role play this with you Dave just to really show your audience what a conversation like this might look like. I, my closest mentor, his name's Dave Meltzer. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Jerry Maguire, mm-hmm. he used to be the CEO of the sports agency that that movie was based on. At the time, it was the largest sports agency in the world. Um, mm-hmm. I heard Dave speak. And I walked up to Dave after, and for the first time, I got super vulnerable with someone I didn't know. And I just said, your words resonated with me incredibly deeply. And I'm going through this crossroads in my life. And for whatever reason, I feel compelled to ask you for help. Mm-hmm. I need your help. I don't know what I can do to be of value to you, but I will find a way. Will you sit down with me? If somebody said that to you, Dave, what would you say?
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. I'd say, let's let's do it. Let's grab some lunch. What about that resonates with you? Well, the, the honesty of it, you know, the presenting the need you know saying I'm, I'm there's actually something going on really this is like i, I you know seeing and because then i can clearly see okay i could i could help this person there's something There's a hole i could fill in that sense and yeah. how does that make you feel the thought that you could fill that hole yeah it's like a superhero it's
0: exciting at any point in time in that role play, did you hear me going, please, sir, just another hand, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't imagine that would have worked if you did that. <laughs> right. Did, did, did you, when you imagine me saying that, did you imagine somebody who is confident or somebody who is weak?
1: I'd say that's very confident.
0: There is a subtle yet beautiful confidence to learning to stand in your power and to be able to be vulnerable and to ask for help with confidence, it draws people to you because it's authentic. Mm-hmm. It's genuine. And in today, you guys know this as creatives, you're not, you're not looking for the superficial BS that you see on the news. You're looking for the real connections. And real connections occur in the moments when you open yourself up and allow others in, and you allow others to help you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that is at its core the key to finding your right mentor. You can follow the the steps that I've led you up to until this point, but if it's not authentic, if you're not vulnerable, you will not be successful. Mm-hmm. And when you are, you will take that can of gasoline, you will pour it all over yourself, and you will light yourself on fire, and you will accelerate like you've never seen before.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. What are your thoughts at this point? Well, I definitely see how... I definitely see how that approach, or where I'm coming from, uh, you know. I, I, as simple as it sounds, I can, I, I can put myself in the shoes of the mentor, you know, and I can, and I can, I can look at those experiences I've had in in mentoring people, and just being absolutely happy to do whatever I'm doing, even if there's no reciprocation. And it's just obvious to me because I love doing that, and so. It's it's just like I I, I keep it's like I keep forgetting in a way, but I it's it's really clear to me how that would be possible because it's true for me as a mentor, and so Absolutely. you know I I see that and it's just a really good reminder. I like what with with, with um, I think it was Jeff said about um, there is that pay it forward is is sort of part of the deal as an entrepreneur. You know we don't have really schools you know and if we did they probably wouldn't be very good but there it's a it, it is an apprentice business you know and so that's how we learn and it's how we will teach others and it's just part of the game and there's no medical school for entrepreneurs
0: that's right and 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 uh, there's um a conversation with one of my mentees one of the guys that i mentor uh, he's a writer he's a creative and he was really challenged to put his content out there, for others to view it, to judge him. And I shared something with him that I have come to realize, which is when you open yourself up and you're vulnerable and you allow other people to quote-unquote judge you, something magical happens. The people who are meant to be in your life are attracted to you. Mm-hmm. And the people who are not meant to be in your life Are repelled by you Mm -hmm. and when you start going through this transition like I've gone through over the past year and I can actually see the relationships that are shifting some people becoming more distant from me and other people's becoming becoming much much closer I start realizing that the quality of my relationships with the group that is coming toward me is so much richer and vibrant Mm-hmm. than I've ever experienced before. And I begin to realize how superficial and shallow some of the other relationships were.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I really challenge you guys as, as a group of artists, as a group of people who are so emotionally in to share you, your unique genius with the world. And to to open yourself up to asking for help and talking to people about what the one thing is that you need help with right now and allow the universe, allow the world, allow your network to rise you up and deliver it back to you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a powerful, moving experience. And it's so simple, yet for some reason, so few do it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a few more questions. This is really great. Um, so my next question is I've, I've also, uh, for the past, let's say three years, um, been life coaching. So I've been coached and coaching others, and that's been a part of my world. And so one of the models I have in my mind is, is essentially, and of course life coaching is, is slightly different than mentoring and yet they share a lot of things but it 's hard for me to get past this um, this idea of free life coaching or, or mentoring is free life coaching and because and I've associated you know let's say I talk to someone every week for an hour well you know I've paid thousands of dollars a month for that and I 've charged thousands of dollars a month so it's like how do I rationalize the mentor the mentor mentee thing, let's, you know, essentially being free, you know, uh, how do I get past that? And maybe it's just some bullshit that it's just whatever. But that's what, that's one of the other things that goes on in my head. So is your, is your
0: question directly as a coach, as a professional life coach where people pay you for your counsel, yep. how do you balance that as a mentor where you maybe are not getting paid?
1: Yeah, or how do I, you know, how do I look myself in the mirror and say I'm charging people to talk to me and then I'm I'm not paying this other person for their time, you know? You know, um,
0: I don't know 100% and I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just speak off the cuff based on what comes to my mind. You know, there are going to be certain people who are going to identify with you and resonate with you and who are going to want to hire you and… You should be compensated for that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But you are going to come across those people who connect with you for whatever reason and maybe they cannot afford your services. Mm-hmm. But they but they have what I call bloody knuckles. Meaning you look at their knuckles and you can tell that they are scraped up and bleeding because they have been hitting the ceiling for so long and so consistently trying to break through to that next level and they don't get up and they don't give up mm-hmm. that their knuckles are bloody. Yeah. Those, are the peop- those are the people you mentor.
1: Yeah. And, ho- and
0: how do you find those people? You give them a simple task. It is amazing when somebody approaches you and they say, hey, I'd love to take you out for a cup of coffee to pick your brain or whatever. Give them a simple task. Mm-hmm. Hey, do me a favor. Shoot me over uh, a quick email to this email about what it is that you're struggling with and where you need the most help. Right. See if they follow through. Bring me your right tennis shoe tomorrow at 6.45 a.m. <laughs> I mean, it right. can literally be anything, but it's yeah. amazing when you give someone a simple task how they just drop like flies. I totally hey. agree with
1: that, yeah. Mm-hmm. The and people who are yeah. hungry will work for it yeah i one of my favorite things to do is to say you know okay I, what you're talking about there's a book that really addresses that uh read this book, email me, and my time is yours and and that you, you know that's like you get like a five percent um retention rate after that, you know, which is again not not me it's not me like laughing saying, oh geez i you know, look at all those people who weren't, it's just like, that wasn't going to be effective anyways. You know, I'm just testing for the thing that I needed to begin with. And whether I discover that over the course of several hours with this person, or I discover it because I have them read a book, well, I'd rather have them, I'd rather discover it without my own time being used. So, And so many things are coming to my
0: mind. And as a a good mentor will challenge you they will give you a test because they realize that their desire for you to succeed should never exceed your own you should always be more hungry than your mentor your mentor can only point you in the right direction but you should be ready to run through walls to get to wherever they're telling you to go and Mm -hmm. i want to bring this back full circle for your listeners you Dave you asked how can you deliver value to your mentor and i said that you know they just want to see you succeed and and this is the truth when a mentor invests their time in you they are investing their time their most valuable resource and i guarantee you the most successful people in this world view their time as their greatest asset so if they're going to mm-hmm. give you some of their time they want to see it pay off in the form of you taking action and one of the ways that you can really add value to them is by keeping a record of what they're sharing with you and and, and set benchmarks to, to go back to them to say hey Dave you know you shared this piece of advice with me you told me to do X Y and Z I went out and I did those things and these were the results that I got because of them and I want to let you know how much I appreciate them thank mm-hmm. you
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I have a, I have another question. You are constantly bringing your mentor and bringing them up to date with what you have done with their counsel and the results that it has produced. That is how you add value
1: to a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure showing them how they've made a difference. Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, another question. Um, when you approach people, do you do you throw the phrase out mentor? right in the beginning because i feel like sometimes that might scare people off it's like never it's like asking someone to marry you you know like when you first meet them
0: yeah oh thank you so much for asking this you know when you when you talk about mentorship if you do that right off the bat basically what you're saying is hey you are successful in however you want to define success i want to be successful so will you give me some of your free time yeah that does not fly yeah a mentor is, a, is, some, is something that occurs over time. It starts with just making that connection, letting them know that for whatever reason, they resonate with you. They inspire you. And that you are at a certain point in your life where you need X.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you wanted to ask for their help. And that's key. You wanted to ask for their help. Because mm-hmm. that's vulnerable. Can we can can you have fifteen minutes of their time, and what can you do in return to help them to be of value to them? That's key as well. It'd show that there's reciprocity there, um, and and see where it goes. You know, I, I I because of the podcast have been able to meet a lot of really inspiring people that normally I wouldn't have access to, mm-hmm. and some of them have developed into mentors,
1: mm-hmm.
0: others have not,
1: but it it it, it occurs over time. Okay. Does that answer the question, Dave? Yeah, no, that's really important. It's to to essentially find out i mean, what I'm hearing is figure out what you are really desiring now, you know, and ask for that. So it's like, hey, I I would I've I've seen that you're great at this. I'm up to this right now. Could we spend twenty minutes talking about this? And then if it happens to be that two weeks later you think of something else, you know, contact them again. And then over time, it's like the relationship builds naturally instead of saying, you know, can we, can we put titles on each other right now? That would just right. kind of be overwhelming.
0: I'll, I'll use an example. So two weeks ago, I was at an event because step three is get out of your house and go hang out where these people hang out. I attended this event. Uh-huh. I had to pay to go. It was well worth it. I have an actual budget, a percentage of my income that I allocate for networking, by the way. Right. Uh, got that? I, I didn't make that idea up. I got it from a mentor. Uh-huh. Um, and I met Gene, the guy who used to be the VP of sales for Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Very connected guy, inspirational guy. Yeah. And I just, I just walked up to him and I just said, your story really resonated with me. And where do you live? <laughs> it turns out we're neighbors. <laughs> Shocking. Oh, nice. like, like literally a few miles away. But I just said, hey, I've got this podcast. I think your message would really resonate. Can we do an interview? And he said, Sure. And so we just sat down for two hours and we had formed enough of a connection by the end of it that he goes, you know, man, I'd love to continue to help you as much counsel as you need. Um, I'm, I'm a speed dial away. Let's, let's see where this thing goes. I'd, I'd love to continue being a part of your success.
1: Oh, nice. That's awesome. That
0: guy, I already know because I can just feel it in my bones, is going to become a mentor. But it started because I just, I, I got the meeting set. I got the FaceTime. And then my job was to really connect with him. Yeah. And and uh, also find ways to add value to him, which I was able to do. And now it's a very mutually beneficial relationship, and we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really that's a really great story. It's really like asking a girl out. I mean, it's 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 like the romance process. You know, I mean, you go and and you just take it one step at a time. You enjoy the moment, and then you know, <clears throat> at a certain point down the road, there may be that conversation, but it's not something you rush into. You,
0: yeah, that's 100% right. And, and you know, yeah. this is the reason that I do my podcast, The Mentee, is to really not just position myself as some guru who, you know, mastered business and mastered mentorship. That's not who I am. Right. I'm a guy who presses record on the conversations and I show you how I got to these guys. And I, I want I want you to be able to listen to what I'm doing and be able to implement it yourself. Yeah. That's the whole goal. If I can, my life has been accelerated so fast, if I can just show you how to do that, that's value.
1: Yeah. And, and I love, I really love the, the premise that you started with, with this podcast, that you are going to just open up your doors for people to listen in on, on people helping you. I just, I think that that's so underrated people. Most people wouldn't do that. I mean, that's just the act alone. I think says a lot about you and it's really great.
0: I, I appreciate that and yeah. um I want to bring this back to what you talked about earlier in terms of feeling um inferior and almost like please uh, help me like the vulnerability that I have with my podcast resonates with you that mm-hmm. open book approach is resonating with you it resonates with people that's what people want they want the real authentic truth um and so the faster that you can learn to be confident in in that in that honesty and that vulnerability, the, the more power you have.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cool. I think I kind of answered this question already, or maybe you answered it, but I'm thinking of a guy, so there's a guy um, named Leo Babauta who writes this blog called Zen Habits. Um, and it's the blog that I think resonates the most with me uh, as a writer and as a blogger. And I would love to, I'd love to, get some of his time and i and i think the way i would have approached it before this conversation is trying to jump into that mentor thing you know saying let's get married you know oh my god you're great and and what i can see now is yeah you know what if i found one thing that you know like for example i like the way he does his marketing or lack of i mean he's it's it's very uh not pushy and i and i like that and i'm in struggling with that a little bit in my own blog and how to keep it, it, it very, very simple and reading friendly. So I'm not always asking people to tweet this or sign up for an email list. And and I like the way he does it, and he's also very successful at it. And so I could just reach out to him for that one thing and say, hey, you know, I would love to ask you about this for 15 minutes or, you know, just get your opinion on this. Um, and I see how that would be a much better way to start the conversation and, and never really have to go into try to thinking... Could I, you know, how do I make him my mentor? Because it's what I really want is, you know, help along the way. And whatever that turns into, if something or nothing, it's not important. You know, it's just important that I kind of take that one step at a time.
0: A hundred percent. And the fact that you are an avid fan of his and you have a specific thing that has made an impression on you to be able to send him an email, for example, just to say, first of all, thank you for everything that you do. Because your content has been a major inspiration for me and my blog and my podcast. I'm at this point where I need help and I feel compelled to ask you because whatever you talked about in terms of the, that specific thing, um, I would love to seek your counsel and do an interview for my podcast. Dave, you have a podcast. You have it's, it's value. You, you are exposure uh, and so, uh, to a group of people who sound like they would enjoy following him. Totally. So yeah. share that. All of a sudden, you're positioning yourself as a person of value. And then closing by just saying, I recognize your time is valuable. At the absolute least, you know, even, even a one-word reply would be much appreciated. Also, let me know what's the one thing you need help with right now. If I can't help you directly, I'll engage my network. Again, thank you for everything you do.
1: Okay, so I want to ask about that because that when I when I hear that and I picture myself writing that at the end, like, and what's the one thing you need help with? I don't know. Some that that it's like it feels like that's I'm engaging in this this give and take that sometimes um, I'm implying that there needs to be reciprocation, and I feel like sometimes I when I see people do that, it kind of reminds me of like joint venture stuff that that is Mm. not as exciting for me. Sometimes let's say somebody says, hey, uh, I have this program. I'd love for you to put it out to your people. And by the way, if you do, here's an affiliate code so you can make money off it. And and in a way that kind of, that's not exciting for me. Like I, 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 I only promote people or I only share people because they're the best at what they do. And it has really nothing to do with me getting a commission and it sometimes getting that in the way is tough i don't know what, what sure. so that when i hear you say that i'm like for myself i'm like uh and i know there's a million ways to do it so it's not this isn't like a guideline you have to do it this way but i see that i see that you're really good at this and and, and so i want to right. discover that for myself it's like you know that last question there i don't know what what's been What's been your experience with asking that and what people say back or how does that land with them?
0: Well, you're just nailing step five, which is rinse and repeat. You know, you're going to take action and you're going to find certain things that really mesh with your style and you're going to find things that don't really align with you. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, what I said didn't resonate with you, Dave, and that's okay. And it might just be a subtle tweak of wording. But what I'm saying, you're not pushing anything. You're approaching him vulnerably, like paying him a compliment, which is sincere. And that is the key. It has to be sincere. Otherwise they will see through it. And and saying, hey, I need help. And this is the specific area. And this is why I'm reaching out to you because you do X. And I'd love to interview on my podcast. And regardless of whether or not you elect to come on my podcast... I really want to find a way to help you because whether you know it or not, you've helped me. Is -hmm. there anything you need help with right now? What's one thing you need help with right now? If I can't help you directly, I'd be happy to see if any of of my network can help you. Um, You know, just you can craft and form the message to whatever feels aligned with your principles. Sure. But the idea is that will set you apart. By simply saying, "Hey, I recognize that your value, your time is valuable, and regardless of whatever happens, I want to find a way to add value back to you."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. I don't know any. I don't know anybody that shuts that down.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like where you're coming from too. It's a really like, it's just a really genuine like desire to help and and acknowledging that we all love helping and and it's totally cool. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, yeah. the future. There used to be. It used to be a very competitive mindset where there was only one pie and you had to fight to get your biggest share possible. But what I've seen shift in our generation and with today's leaders is a collaborative approach. That if, Dave, if you and I can collaborate and help each other, that pie suddenly expands and each one of us can have our share and it can be that much greater and sweeter because we did it together.
1: Yeah. And so it's very true, and, and that's such a beautiful men- metaphor for this whole mentee and mentor process because it it really operates on that principle.
0: Yeah. So for for the listeners, you know, if if this has resonated with you and you want to have this actually documented, I've I've put this into PDF form, and there's a few other questions that you know actually walk you through. These are the actual steps I went through mentally and physically. Nice to find the mentors that I ended up attracting um, and I, I have it for you guys if you guys just go to www.mentepodcast.com slash gift N slash gift and uh, that will be sent to you and frankly I, I would love to hear your feedback and I'd love to hear where you need help and it, on the website mentipodcast.com, there's a contact tab and if you fill out that section, it comes directly to me. It doesn't go to my assistant. It comes directly to me. I love hearing what that one thing is that you need help with. And I love connecting people because just like you heard at the beginning of this, where I'm connecting Dave uh, with Joel, that feels really good for me. I I thrive on that type of energy. So if there's anything I can do to help you, I would love to know and feel free to reach out.
1: Nice. Yeah, and I'll put that link in the show notes too. People forget it or want to link directly to it or whatever. Um this has been really great, Jeff. I mean, you um I just really appreciate uh I appreciate everything I've gotten out of this. I, you know, I always say that this podcast in so many ways is the most selfish thing I could do. And I think today was a good example of that. <laughs> because I <laughs> it's truly um you know, it's it's similar in a way. Like I uh i just i get value and then i record it and share it with other people and like kind of like you're doing and um so i have one last question that um and did we cover you feel like we covered all the five steps i know we got to step five yeah i'll recap them
0: identify what you want talk about it go hang out where those people hang out be more interested than interesting and rinse and repeat
1: nice nice um so my last question is the question i ask all the guests at the end of the show and that is, if you could write yourself a note and slip it into your past self at some point, um, what would you write to yourself? And what point would you, what point in your past life would you send it?
0: <sighs> well, it, it would be two things. It would be you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and who do you want to be? And does your immediate circle match up? That would be number one because that was the pivotal thing that really shifted my perspective and set me on this whole course. And, and the second thing is that I would write to myself is to be true to myself and that the faster that I can be vulnerable and honest about who I am, The faster I attract all the right people into my life and repel all the wrong people out of my life. Nice, that's great. there's there's a thing I tell my wife all the time as she talks about uh you know the wives on the block and the cattiness that happens at times. And when she talks about sharing things, and I say, you know, the people who matter don't care, and the people who care, or excuse me, the people who, who care don't matter, and the people who matter don't care. Yeah. When when there's something about yourself or there's drama, the people who care about that don't matter. And the people who matter in your life don't care about that stuff.
1: I imagine there's a bit of cattiness in OC. Just a little. <laughs> That's a really great reminder. Um, I love that, Jeff. Um, well, again, thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, sounds good, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I definitely think you'd enjoy Jeff's show. So make sure you check him out. Uh, you can go to iTunes and look up uh, Mentee Podcast, M-E-N-T-E-E, if you didn't know how to spell Mentee. And, or you can also go to com slash 027, and I link to it in the show notes. And uh, and don't forget about the, the that mini guidebook that Jeff offered. Um, you can also see that in the show notes as well. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to give us a rating and review on iTunes. I really appreciate that. It's a great way to get this out to the rest of the world. So until next time, go make great art.